and welcome to the Rollmageddon Podcast, a brand new campaign, Tales from the Loop, another free league game, because I'm addicted to these things. This, however, is not going to be episode one, it's just going to be a session zero. So those of you that don't want to listen to session zero, skip this one and go to episode one. I'll be likely be publishing them at about the same time. This one's going to be a little bit different, and we're going to kind of have a rotating cast of characters, because we've got way more players than seats and mics. I do not want to try to run eight or nine people in one game. That's nonsense. It's suicidal. Do it, coward. He'll be the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this episode is here to at least uh, introduce some of the players, the ones who managed to make it today. There are several voices you'll recognize from various games and a few new additions. We'll introduce all these people eventually. I'm going to start by going into the system, the setting, what is Tales from the Loop, that kind of basic bullshit, and go on to the players giving as much of a lowdown as their characters they want to give before we start episode one. You know, you always want to save some surprises. Any case, I'm Jason. I'm the Game Master. Here are the six people who are here today. So why don't you go and introduce yourselves. Hi there. It's Jordy. Uh, hi, it's Sam. And returning, it's Stevie. Hi. Hi, I'm Sammy. Hello, I'm Braley. And I'm Mel. Over here. I'm here. All right, and we may see Ali and uh, some other people eventually. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Ali is an old person and goes to bed at 9 o'clock. <laughs> at 6 p.m. Like 6 p.m. on the Bedtime. Dog. He's a tree right now. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I just realized I'm still the youngest here. Yeah. It's okay. You'll grow up. <laughs> Someday. Eventually you'll Someday. grow up and you'll be older than everyone. Only by six months. <laughs> this should be fun because Tales from the Loop, if you are listening, you don't know, you never heard about it, I do recommend going and checking it out. It's pretty fucking cool. But it's set in the 1980s. Uh, sort of a different version of the 1980s. I will be starting this game in 1984 specifically, May of 1984, because that precipitates a major event in the changing of world history, which is the release of Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, for the viewers at home, for the listeners at home, um, Jordy coughed really loud. Jordy actually just died. He dead, Jordy. Majority said, yeah. So, it's 1984, however, the world's kind of different. And the reason is, at least in the terms of what the book's lore explains, in the years following World War II, the major powers of the world began to develop technologies that we don't see in our world. So, these technologies consist of three major things. One is the, the magnetrine effect. This is basically the ability to make cars fly. It's not a world of flying cars. We're not living in the Jetsons or anything because the magnetrine effect itself can be very damaging to like electrical systems and so forth. So they only really use it for big vehicles moving shit around like cargo and stuff or if you're really rich and happen to have your own little private flying car. But watching some giant metal contraption float across the sky is not necessarily a... It, it's not completely rare particularly if you live in some sort of area around shipping you're going to see these big fucking floating things and the magnetrine 
Effect is used for other things as well. The second bit of technology is that there are robots. Not like, you know, Terminator robots with like super fancy technology. Mostly big clunky robots used in industrial or military applications. So chances are you're going to have a robot or two in your town doing something, lifting shit, you know, whatever, guarding the local liquor store. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm going to be making this shit up as I go along. And perhaps the most important thing and where the, the game gets its name is there is the loop. Loop is a massive particle accelerator built. The first one, I believe, I forgot to write it down, was in the 50s in uh, Boulder City, Nevada. The second one was built, the second and largest one, was built on the Malaren Islands. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, in Sweden. And for my world, because I can't live without homebrewing at least half the game, <laughs> regardless of how much lore they give me, the third one is located in our setting, which is going to be Leadville, Colorado. However, the loop itself, about 15 miles south of Leadville in Twin Lakes, built right along the southern shore of the Twin Lakes. But all the kids, aka the players, are going to be living in Leadville. So what is the loop, you ask? Nobody asked. I'm answering it anyway. What is it? What's the loop? <laughs> The loop facilities are basically hubs of scientific advancement and innovation. They attract the best and brightest minds from all around the world to work there. However, the innovation and experimentation that goes along with the loop often leads to very strange results. They experiment with all sorts of stuff. Uh, mind control, time travel, extra-dimensional pockets, uh, making robots have better AIs. So... And that's where the players are going to be going into a world where all sorts of crazy fucking shit can happen. And they have to figure it out and solve the mysteries. But aside from those three particular bits of technology, the most of the 80s remains the same exact way. So yeah, you got... Yes, Stevie? So, so basically a lot of the world events remain the same. JFK still got assassinated. Uh, the Vietnam War ended in 1979. Dwight Eisenhower, like... Funded the highways. Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, so. Well, I'm not. I'm not rewriting mm. history. <laughs> That's way I mean, too much. I mean, I'm, ass work. I'm assuming like because like Dwight Eisenhower got elected after World War II. I'm I'm assuming some of the highway money went into like the magnetrine effect system thingy. Yeah. Too. Most okay. Likely. I'm sure they they funneled a lot mm. of like secretive funds into this loop, and some of it was cooperative. Um, if I remember correctly, Russia helped Sweden build their loop, and then Sweden ended up helping us build our loop or something. I know there was a lot of like sort of cooperation and sharing of technologies as uh, we, they built these giant ass particle mm -hmm. accelerators. So before the Cold War, uh, we're in the Cold War oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. Like or is it like how um, like Sweden started off being super friendly to Russia, but they were like, oh, I kind of like the U.S. a little better, so we're gonna start helping them with their their shit. You know, I'm honestly not sure. The the lore in the books is a little skimpy. I think there was a just a general sharing of technology among the scientific community, which sort of led to these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. The like I said, the Boulder the so the Boulder City, Nevada loop was the first, and I think they used that as a prototype to make the Swedish one, which is the biggest one in the world. 
biggest particle accelerator in the world. Mm -hmm. But I think there was also a lot of uh, tech sharing to a certain degree. And probably the Cold War shut a lot of that down, at least with America. Because from what I understand, Sweden and Russia are on good terms during this period. So I think they still had some like tech sharing going on. Most of that probably won't come into play too much. <laughs> how many how many former Nazi scientists were involved in the making of the loops? All of them. <laughs> oh, at least 500,000. That's a lot of nice Nazi oh, scientists. Well, they've been cloning them for years. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll run into a former Nazi scientist and have to have face some sort of moral dilemma. We gotta kill the Nazi scientists. I was about to say, I was like, what moral <laughs> dilemma? Okay. Just kill it. <laughs> They're all reconstituted goo. And I've been reading a lot of Kanye tweets right recently. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, most of the 80s, exactly the same. Still got clunky-ass computers, Apple IIEs and Commodore 64s instead of, you know, nothing fancy, no super high-powered computers coming out of the loop for your regular consumer consumption. If there are fancier things, they're in the loop or possessed by, you know, super good scientists with big brains that make fancy things. Mm -hmm. But you all still got to deal with shitty-ass computers. Uh, I believe the original Nintendo is not quite out yet. I think that's coming soon, though. I think it's 85, right? Uh, we looked it up. I think it was either end of 84 or like mm. early 85. In either case, it'll be the hottest technology. Mm -hmm. Still have VHS, VHS tapes, no Blu-rays, no DVDs, just VHS. And Betamax, yeah. maybe. Yeah, might have Betamax. But do we still have to use Adblocker on YouTube? Or like, is that just taken care of now? There is no YouTube. <laughs> No fucking way, dude. Yeah, you have to survive without it. No Google Maps. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> how, how, did, how do we get around? <laughs> how did anyone get anywhere? I literally. <laughs> you have to learn how to navigate with the stars? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Look it up in yellow pages. <laughs> oh, kids. The yellow pages used to be a compilation of all phone numbers and names <laughs> associated with like your contacts in your phone? Yes, except mm. like... People could like, just have that information? I need to look up service for moving. You go to the yellow page except and you go to M and you look for movers. And then you pick one out from there and you call them. It's the thing that they created so that if the teachers didn't want to teach and they wanted to have like an auditorium meeting for the elementary school, some guy would come up and just rip one in half. Back in the day, we used to write <laughs> notes on paper and pass them to each other in class. Have you guys ever done that? Like little footballs? You mean, you mean like a little like a little text? The little heart? Yeah, they would fold it up elaborately, and you would like write a lot about like basically like five minutes of your day, and then like it's always like hey, what question. up arrow? I'm just sitting in class thinking about you. Do you and like me? Check yes or day. no. What write, do you think? I'm going to write you a note. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make sure it has the pull tab. That's what makes it cool. Yes. Notes. Analog text. That's so Amish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all the same familiar music and TV shows. Uh, and just remember, cell phones back then were 
invented, but they were kind of big. as big as a large brick. So, basics on the setting. Feel free to ask questions, players. Taking place in Leadville, Colorado, in 1984. Again, the Loop facility is built at Twin Lakes, which is about 15 miles south of there. Now, normal Leadville, Colorado today, and the population is only about 3,000 people. God knows what it was in 1984. I've done research and I can't figure it out. That's where you make it up. <laughs> but I figured, since I'm putting a loop here, I'm going to have to make it into a much bigger place. So I upped the population to about 13,000-ish. So that you can have a movie theater, a skating rink, a toy store, I don't know, fucking whatever people did in the 80s. <laughs> You're the one that would know, Jason. I lived right next to a mall pretty much everywhere I lived. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't always know. always had things to do. I don't know what a town of like 10,000 or whatever people does. He's from California, dude. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm hella for California Were you just like days. surfing all day? And is that what you did? No. Uh, <laughs> skateboarded. Are those things skateboard all day? Yeah, yeah skateboard. Yeah, Roller skate? Look up what? Jordy just requested uh, that Sam look up DZ Discovery Zone. Discovery Zone? That was a cool store, though. Found it in October 1989. Oh, it's a me. Oh, yes, Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Once a place of dreams, (laughs) now. Now a place of nightmares. (laughs) Broken, possessed animatronics. Literally. That's (laughs) literally the foundation of Five Nights at Freddy's. (laughs) What if, what if, what if, what if the loop? Causes that. What if they can make Five Nights at Freddy's animatronics? <laughs> Jason, oh, Jason, can you Five Nights at Freddy's us? <laughs> sure. <laughs> how, about, how about a fucking brat with a banjo falling goals in the robot oh, club? Oh, like we'd like try to uh, sneak in, in the robot club mm. within canon of I feel like the loop though. Yeah, <laughs> all this strange perhaps. Thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, they, if they made, if they made like you know the anim- the animatronics like more lifelike and stuff so that they fall around and eat kids and stuff. And you just have like a rat with a banjo following the kids around trying to fucking eat them. <laughs> that's our big twist. <laughs> and that's the school mascot. The rat man. I feel like they wouldn't do that publicly. No. Yeah, how was that noise? Oh, I feel like sucker sick away. Oh. <laughs> I felt like somebody strummed a guitar. I don't know what's going on there. This, the rat's here! <laughs> There's a little good banjo sound. Welcome there. to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> 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 Anyway, here's You're all going to die. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we could have done this in in uh, whatever it is, Boulder, whatever the fuck, Nevada, Boulder City, Nevada. Oh, no. But uh, I didn't want to do the, use the desert. Thus, I chose Colorado so that I could use snow elements because I like those better. I like you guys... Having to deal with snowstorms or avalanches um, or lots and lots of dangerous wildlife. Mm. You know, it'd be nice to have you eaten by a mountain lion, even though you can't technically die. <laughs> you, just yeah. get, you just get ouchy. You just, yeah. you just, I, need, I need a Band-Aid. Some Greek tormented human constantly being eaten. Constant digestion process. Did you say Greek tormented? Like the Greek gods punish people like the Okay. Cats. Oh, oh. Where were uh, you going with that, Stevie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I, think, I forgot I want to talk the, guy, about it. the name of the guy getting his liver eaten by an eagle. Prometheus. Oh, for, uh, is it? Okay. It's Prometheus. Prometheus. So he gave fire to humans. Sorry, there's a starburst in my mouth. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, like shackled to the side of a mountain yeah. for eternity and the, the eagles eagle. constantly eat out of him. Very interesting. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, the um, Leadville area is also old mining, a lot of old mining around there. So lots of abandoned mines for kids to go play in. My favorite. Can we stop by the refrigerator? Abandoned yacht. I can't talk today. I'm just giving up. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right. So I have expanded the town of Leadville. Oh, my fucking God. Starburst and it's all only They're the pink ones. They're all only pink ones, and so you doesn't like the pink ones. That's so funny because I love the pink ones. One they've <laughs> opened literally. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, they're all. Yeah, pink. I assume so, but like. Oh, but these ones say they're all pink. Though. So it should have all the flavors no. in the original one. But I only have <laughs> pinks. They're only pink. I know. I know they either be pink or red, but yeah, they're all pink, pink so far. I just want a red. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. All that was so to funny. see that open out of the corner of my eye for another pink one. So you're just going to open every last Jordy, package until you find a red one? Go you know, I, I understand now. Jordy's lying to you. There's no reds in there. I understand now what you meant by Greek torment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being punished by uh, Zeus. No, um... Uh, Dionysus. Ooh, yeah. You know, the god of debauchery yeah. and, and joy and fun. And now he's only giving me pinks. Shall we continue? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yes, by the way, visual gags, you can't hear them. Just letting you know that's oh, like physics that's why we ex- That's shit. why we explained what was going on. my pink starburst <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> Should we just wait for you to open them all and see if you can find a red one? <laughs> Don't tempt Stevie <laughs> like this. Stevie will do it. Stevie will do it for the bit. For the bit. I want to see how long she's Three doing. hours later. There's no reds! <laughs> so yeah, let's see here. Where was I when we were doing this stuff? Leadville, size of uh, 13K. Yeah, I made it bigger. I added some stuff. One thing I found out, which is kind of interesting, is at least currently, and we're just going to backtrack it and say, fuck it, whatever. The high school in Leadville is seventh through twelfth. That's I've fucked up. Never heard that before. Oh, that's weird. But that's that's a that's thing. unfortunate for them. I don't hmm. know if it's like two different buildings or whatever, but when you like look it up, it's like they the, should the do school, better. Which I don't remember the There's name. Probably of because it. the population's so low, they don't need multiple. Yeah, seventh through twelfth schools. So yeah, I mean, combining yeah, middle and high school, mm-hmm. especially given like you know it's a small town, so they can combine classes. Oh, yeah, they probably have multiple grades in one class for some mm-hmm. some stuff. Talking about this makes me nauseated. Because <laughs> I have gross. a friend who works in a small town school, and they, they've combined classes. Yeah. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever they did. Uh, but we're keeping it, even though if that might not have been the way it was in 84. Hell, they all could have been in one school in 84. <laughs> yeah. You know, fucking 30 plus years ago. But it, the convenience here is that all y'all in the same school, except... For Sammy, who goes to the special school. Yes. The special, the special school I'm school. supposed to be at. Yeah. <laughs> definitely special supposed, mind. supposed to, definitely supposed to be there. <laughs> Specials in quotes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Spoilers. 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 
so yeah, you all get to be in the same school, which will be a lot easier for me than trying to see everything. Oh, damn, it should make it harder for him. I am also homeschooled. I am also homeschooled. I go to an out of town school because it's special. <laughs> I'm already in college because I'm a prodigy. <laughs> Can you go play six different locations real quick? I actually have a tutor, but you need to play the NPC that is my tutor for my special lessons. No. <laughs> He's French. No. <laughs> Thanks for the French lesson. <laughs> no. No. So as I was saying, uh, the Loop facility is located on the southern shore of the Twin Lakes. It is a I mean, this is a center of scientific research. Lots of top secret shit going on there. So it is a highly guarded, fenced-in zone. Uh, runs up against the lake. There's no fences around the lake. People still go out and fish on it and do water skiing and shit. But they got to do it, you know, away from the loop. You come in a little too close, security is going to come out there and get angry with you. Think you're a spy or some shit. The area that is uh, fenced off is filled also also with buildings. Uh, top scientists and their families live there, and there's plenty of room for, you know, the other supplementary people that might be there like all the time. You know, mechanics and janitors and other shit like that. So it's kind of its own little town. How much military involvement is, how much military involvement, how do I want to word this sentence? How much military involvement is there in the loop? Quite a bit. Okay. Government-funded yeah, facility, it is, right? it is the top research institute in all of the U.S. Is, so, it, is it ran by the government? Yes. Hmm. Run and funded by the government, hire the top minds. Uh, they do a lot of... Like military tech development. Gotta make those war weapons. You gotta do it. Is it like under a certain branch or is it its own branch of the military? <laughs> it is actually. Um, I don't have the acronym written down. Loop. It's like. <laughs> it's Loop. It's like Dara or something like okay. that. It's mm-hmm. the. You know what? Let's look it up. Is it Dharma? Like the Dharma Initiative? The, the Armies. The Armies. <laughs> Secret. Really? Bow body. (laughs) (laughs) Business. ARPA. (laughs) Which is. It doesn't say. It says sort of what it stands for, but I can't talk about that. It's actually. Well, it stands for one thing, but then it stands for something else because it's not supposed. It's. Yeah. It's got a secret. Because it's government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's government. It's not always straightforward. Redacted. So, just to go back to that, it is its own branch, and that branch is the mystery name? Yes. And I can look up later what it okay. really is. And <laughs> so, the guards, are they, I'm guessing, military and not just like rent a cops? Uh, yes. Okay. They would be professionals, uh, not necessarily full military. Some of them might be like ex-veterans who are in like a special, almost like a secret service branch specific to the loop. But they're all going to be professionals. They're all going to be, you know, you're not going to find a bunch of gummer piles sitting around where you, the kids can just walk through and like, oh, hey, look, kids, oh, no, don't, don't, don't get hurt while you're in here. Just, kick your ass up. just to like 
get an idea of the kind of atmosphere, the feeling you get when you encounter one of these guards. Do they have like assault weapons walking around when they're guarding, or they got like tasers? Well, let's see here. It's the mid eighties. You're in the Cold War. (laughs) You're in the Cold War, and you're guarding a top secret research facility for the government. Probably a lot of big weapons. Okay, so like, okay, as well as guard robots, like military aimed at your fucking head. (laughs) Yeah, military patrol robots wandering the perimeter as well. Now, the most prominent feature of the loop are these three massive cooling towers. You can see them. You know, you climb up on a fucking clear day onto a hill all the way out in Leadville. You can probably see them. They're like 750 feet tall poking out. These are the cooling towers for the particle accelerator that's underground. Matter of fact, a lot of the research facility is underground because that's where they do their sneakies. Now, despite all the security, the loop and the surrounding area have become popular tourist attractions. Skiing is still, you know, it's Colorado. Everybody fucking skis. Uh, there's all sorts of other shit, a lot of touristy stuff, and the loop itself has become a tourist attraction because you can't go near it, you can't go on a tour of it, but people love to you know, sit across the other side of the lake and take pictures with the giant cooling towers in the background, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, a more popular version of Area 51, <laughs> <laughs> like with the uh, certain tourist crowds. Mm. Gonna storm Area 51. <laughs> We're going to storm the loop. Do it. (laughs) I dare you. As a robot comes by and just hits you with a net gun, drags you back to school. (laughs) You're grounded. Truancy pot. All right, so first of all, um, Free League's RPG system. If you've listened to a Coriolis game or you listen to the Alien game, it's really similar with this one. There are no stress dice. There's no darkness points, unfortunately. I like those so much. Uh, But it is a D6 system. And basically, it works the exact way those other systems do. Everybody has attributes, four of them. Everybody has skills, 12 of them. And the attributes and the skills pair up. Those num- You have numbers attached to the attributes and skills, one through five, depending on how skilled you are. You can have a zero in a skill if you know nothing about it. You cannot have a zero in an attribute. You pair up those numbers. It gives you a number, another number, you know. You add one to the other, and that's your dice bowl. You roll those dice. All of them are six-sided dice. You roll a six. You did well. You succeeded. You roll no sixes. You fail. You roll more than one six. You did well. And something better happened. So if you're trying to say, I don't know, run away from the police (laughs) because you tried to break into a loop facility, you're trying to roll, say, uh, what would be a good one? Let's say you will roll move a move roll, yeah, which is connected to body. So you roll the however many dice you have. You get a six, and you manage to get away. You get, like, say, three sixes. Not only manage to get away, but you manage to dodge behind them, and now you can go back into the facility if you want because the security guard's distracted. Stuff like that. So you looped around? You looped him, <laughs> yep. Left him feeling pretty loopy after that one. How do re-rolls work in this game? Well, I'm glad you asked, Stevie. <laughs> if a PC fails at roll, they have the opportunity to tr- succeed or try again. There are three basic ways to do this. If there are more than three, I don't know of the fourth one. Let's see here. First one, use your pride. Uh, pride is something uh, that people reveal here, which is sort of a reason that, c- that a character feels 
unique or special or something that, you know, they're proud about themselves. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I, every time I go the, it, enter into a bowling contest, I always come out in the top three. So I'm a really good bowler. And that's just something your character takes for granted. I'll say takes for granted, but believes in themselves so much. You know, there's some aspect. Now, you can use your pride once per mystery, which is the mystery to be solved, so it's not necessarily a session. Like if a mystery takes two or three sessions, you can still only use your pride once. And to use, use that to just get an instant, instant success. So you can be like, I really need to do this. I'm doing this. And then you can invoke your pride. And as long as it relates to the task at hand, so like with the bowling thing, you could be like, I really need to throw a rock and hit this button to deactivate the alarm so we can break into the loop facility and be like, oh yeah, I'm great at throwing things, you know, I'm a, I'm a top bowler, I can totally make this hit there. And you can use your pride, just like, boom, you did it. The next way to do it is to spend luck. Characters have varying degrees of luck depending upon their age. And you can spend one point of luck to re-roll a failure. Third way to do it is to push the roll. Pushing the roll involves taking a condition. The conditions are upset, scared, exhausted, injured, or broken. Each condition you have gives a minus one to your die pool for future rolls, and it takes time and effort to get rid of these conditions, particularly the broken one, which basically leaves you without any ability to do anything. It means your character is suffering some sort of mental or physical breakdown and really needs a timeout. But you can take a condition in order to try the roll again. It goes beyond just trying the roll again, though. You can have a success, and you can still push in order to try to get more successes. So if you really, really want to get more and feel like that's the way you're going to be able to solve this problem is to have more than one, you've already got one on the table, you can push, take the condition, and just roll all the failed dice over and keep the success dice. So similar to, what was it, Coriolis. So that's how you re-roll the dice, Stevie. Why, thank you, Jason. <laughs> now, unlike other systems, in Tales from the Loop, uh, the characters are effectively immortal. You're playing kids, and one of the main aspects of the story is that you can never die. You can be injured, humiliated, emotionally devastated, but never outright killed. Instead, as I said before, you end up with the condition known as broken, in which things have gotten to you so much that you're basically unable to act. You have to go back to your hideout, which is your special location, which helps you kind of get your shit together. Or you can find your anchor, which is a person, an NPC, not another player, who kind of uh, emotionally supports you or for some reason motivates you. And then you can heal these conditions that you have, including the broken condition, which puts you out of action. Broken can kind of, well, like, kind of symbolic. So you could be like, literally... You failed something physical like trying to climb a tree and you fell and like sprained your arm. And so you need to sit it out. You know, you'll obviously kind of, if you break your arm or something and it's cured the next day, <laughs> a little odd, but at least you lose the condition. We can work that into the RP as much as we need to, though. Let's see. And the last thing. Um, oh, yeah. All of the player characters are kids between the age, I believe, of what was it, 11 to 15? Or 10 to 15, something like that. And one of the key aspects is the kids are the ones who solve the problems. The kids are the ones who solve the mysteries and learn who the bad guys are and stop the whatever from happening to whoever or whatnot or stop the city from you know, exploding. And adults don't listen to them. You can go to adults for 
advice or this or that, but for the most part, anything that's important, the adults will either, they will either think you're insane um, or lying to them. <laughs> they may ground you if you come up with them and say, I just saw a body in the creek. They'll be like, go to your fucking room. <laughs> you're insane. So the adults are essentially useless. They are more antagonists than anything, <laughs> unless it's your anchor. Uh, or unless you can find a way to use them in some other way, such as uh, stealing money out of mom's purse so that you can go buy a new skateboard or whatever you want to do. So they're uh, in the background. Uh, so don't expect to just go to the police for to help you out and go to a teacher and be like, hey, this bully's picking on me. And they're like, push up up my bootstraps, boy. <laughs> it was the 80s, so that's basically how that worked. Mm -hmm. I'm being bullied. Uh, Punch it back. You punch the bully, they'll stop picking on you. Have you tried not being so lame? <laughs> <laughs> Have you just tried not being lame? So yeah, and that is the basics of all that stuff. So now we're going to move in and we are going to discover more about the actual players and the kids they will be playing. Uh, let's uh, meet some of these kids who will be adventuring through the crazy stuff that is the loop. Who wants? <gasps> oh my God! Stevie found the one red. The red one. God has rewarded me. <laughs> one of them isn't a red. One's a burgundy. Yeah. But they're different. You got to match all Stevie wanted I, was the red. I uh, one red. What's the burgundy? Merlot flavored. Ooh. It says on the back. <laughs> As a young person, I value diversity. I got these two. I got these two pink ones, but they're watermelon. <laughs> Open it on mic. You can put it up close to the mic to show the... <laughs> Do that ASMR, yeah. As we all wait for you to get it. Like, breathe softly. Today, we're eating burgundy starbursts. Ow. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? It's like one of my favorite, like, dumb meme videos where it's, like, a chick and she does, like, ASMR, but her son will just, like... Come in, yeah. Just, like, scream, <laughs> scream into the mic. Into the mic directly. Oh, that's delightful. Oh, yeah. It's he, pretty like, fucking funny. Just, like, fucking just laughs like, her I sometimes. That. Like, that who did that stuff and, like, recorded herself all the time. Of course, I want to prank her. <laughs> all right, so who wants to describe <laughs> their character first? Go through... Your name, your real name, and your character's name, what type you are playing, your age, general physical description, and then on to the important stuff, your drive, your problem, your pride, your anchor, and of course your favorite song. And then anything else you feel like sharing about your character to um, let the listeners know who they're going to be dealing with in these coming episodes. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can start over here. I'm Mel. I will be playing Caroline Lundquist, who goes by Pippi, because Pippi Longstockings is the ultimate being. A 12-year-old hick, and I'm being raised by my stepdad, L Lars Lundquist, and I like to fiddle with things and tickle around, and I'm going to kick ass in the BattleBots beatdown this year. I, uh, my drive is that I, I just want to see how things work. I'm way too curious. I like to take things apart, and it's not always the best situation for me getting it back together-wise. Um, but, you know, with my dad working so much, my uh, stepdad working so much, I'm home alone a lot. So uh, it gets a little lonely, and I need to find something to do with my time. So uh, I'm, I'm just mainly proud of myself because I'm pretty self-sufficient on my day-to-day -day basis. 
And if you haven't like watched any of the Pippi Longstocking movies, go watch them because that's what my character looks like. <laughs> Can she lift a horse? Of course. <laughs> of course. Duh. I'm strong and I tinker. All right. Uh, did you already say how old you are? Yeah. Oh. Twelve. All right. Uh, so, what is your drive? What What motivates? I'm too damn curious. Okay. And my problem is that I'm lonely at home with my stepdad, Lars, working so much. You just worked that right into the story. I didn't realize that you were actually talking (laughs) about (laughs) it. I was being incorporating. (laughs) And then my pride is that I am proud of myself because on a day-to-day basis, I'm pretty self-sufficient. I get stuff done that I need to get done. All righty, then. One down. Five to go. Who's next? Hi there, it's Jordy, and I will be playing the 13-year-old troublemaker, Gregorio Kozlov. Um, my drive is to be the best skater in town and to also uh, get a full American citizenship. Uh, my anchor is DJ DJ at the local ro- roller rink. <laughs> really big on skating. That's my signature item is my skate. Uh, my pride is that I always stand up for the little guy. And my problem is that he's a Russian kid in 1984, so most people think he's a spy or don't really trust him. Filthy fucking commie. Shame. Yeah, that'll that'll catch up to you, fucking spies. (laughs) Trying to break into the loot and steal all their secrets. (laughs) All right, uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll keep the order going, and I am Sam playing William Montague. Named for the bard, because he is an actor, uh, kind of obsessed with all things theater, Broadway, musical, etc. Uh, my drive is to be the best method actor, so I like to meet different people, places, and things to act like, uh, including robots and different people, adults, other kids, etc. Uh, my problem is I'm pretty like fruity and flamboyant for the 1980s, so sometimes get kind of bullied because of that. Uh, My anchor is Marilyn Heck, who is the director of the local community theater company, uh, which I've had small minor roles in and like to brag about a lot. (laughs) My pride is that I am very happy with the way I think I act, although I'm pretty hammy and very overacting at times, which I don't realize yet because I am a child. <laughs> and then my iconic item is the skull of York from Hamlet, which I love to do a very hammy version of the monologue from. <laughs> oh, and I'm 13. Carries a skull around with him yeah, everywhere. I'm just imagining that if you need both your hands, it's actually like a belt buckle. Mm. Like you can like hook it onto your belt. It's because on like one of those chain things. Yeah. That, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, just, yep. you just pull out a skull. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also look like a theater kid, so like combination beret, vest, sometimes oh. ascot. So, honey, who's about bullying you? I will kick <laughs> their ass. But also, my father is the mayor of the city, so I come from a very important, influential family, which they don't really love that I'm a theater kid either. So, and my dad looks like Mitt Romney. <laughs> but is your dad actually Mitt Romney in 1984? I mean, 
Mitt Romney's timeless, right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he sell a soul to the Mormon god, John Smith or whatever? His <laughs> <laughs> name is Joe. Is it? What is it? Joseph Smith. Joseph, Joseph Smith. Smith. There we go. Right. Whichever Mormon Jesus is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi, this is Stevie, um, and I'll be playing uh, Maddie Sinclair Lee. Um, I'm 12 years old, and um, I can sk- I skipped a grade, and um, <laughs> I can do my brother's homework, and um, <laughs> I want to be cool like him. I'm really into um, conspiracies and trying to find um, Bigfoot. Um, I have caught him on camera. Um, I have f- uh, uh, videographic evidence i also um love my grandma i like to hang out with her um and play mahjong um i have a camcorder that i carry with me all the time it is very heavy um but uh in case a bigfoot uh pops up um i will be ready (laughs) ready for the bigfoot did you say your type oh i'm playing the computer geek um because i want to be like my dad as well and I want to be an engineer and also um, a director and a spy. <laughs> That's right, because your dad works at the Loop. Because my dad works at the yes. Loop. And Gregorio's father works at the Loop. Duh. And <laughs> Pippi's stepfather? Stepdad. Yeah, my stepdad works at the Loop. He does a lot of stuff up there. I don't really know what it is, but sometimes I find little bits and bobs around the house. And nothing that's bit you or tried to bob you <laughs> I mean, just tried to murder you in general too hard it's just nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh i also love pizza rolls so uh tatinos if you are listening um we would love a sponsorship <laughs> um please give us money um or possibly a lot of pizza rolls and we promise not to microwave them yeah, yeah you should have uh, those in the joke oven. from the other game yeah. <laughs> just sponsored by display <laughs> i mean they sponsor oh, right. my brother and brother and me. It's always chance. I'm going to get a sponsor one of these days. It's going to be me. So I'm going to be the sponsor. <laughs> Sponsored by one of our players. <laughs> We're sad. <laughs> oh, oh yes. All right, next up. Right, my turn. Uh, my name is Sammy. I am playing James Sinclairly. I go by Jamie. Uh, for my friends, uh, my type is weirdo. I'm 14 and in the ninth grade. Uh, my drive is curiosity. Uh, I'm just a little weirdo guy who ends up in the woods most of the time and find little like robot parts to find. And then uh, I usually stare at bugs all day. I typically don't like being in the house a lot. Uh, my parents are very strict. That's one of my problems. Uh, strict parents uh, with high expectations and fitting in. So I tend to be by myself most times or with my little brother. Um... I guess one of my prides is that I'm really good at finding out things. I'm really good at, like, overhearing and eavesdropping. Um, also, just, like, I don't know. I just snoop a lot. I end up in spaces I definitely am not supposed to be in. Sneaky little bastard. Yes, yes, yes. And what was that iconic item of yours? Oh, mine is the a magna doodle. It's like a <laughs> little... <laughs> if you know what a magna doodle is, it's just, like, a little uh, pad that has, like, little magnetic... Um, black parts and you write on it with a pen and it brings the magnets up to the top so you can see them so it's like a drawing pad um use it mainly to doodle where i'm like at so i'm like oh if i need to remember where i'm at i can doodle like where i was like a little map keynote of a magnet doodle is that are they the kind that if you shake it it no okay that is that's the i think it's a sketch 
Um, it has like a little slider at the bottom that you ah. slide and then it gets rid of the... If I have evidence I need to get rid of really fast. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, then I forget them like five minutes later. Um, let's see here. I know... What I want to be when I grow up is a private eye. That's one reason why I'm constantly on the move, snooping, following the other kids around. It's mainly probably how I found most of the group was just being like, oh, what are they doing? And then I just end up accidentally <laughs> following them around. Um, let's see here. So you're a stalker is what you're saying. Yes, it's a yes. A little, a little 14-year-old stalker who doesn't know what they're doing. They're just wandering around, just kind of like picking up secrets here and there. I follow my brother around who's trying to find Bigfoot, <laughs> which we will find one day. He is out there. He's out there. <laughs> one of these days. It's just me in a Bigfoot. <laughs> we actually discussed, we're discussing we that earlier. <laughs> one of these days you're going to be playing Bigfoot for a community theater. Uh, <laughs> I am Bigfoot. Children, believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that... Fucking mystery science theater Bigfoot one. Oh my God, oh. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, your father needs your help. <laughs> Bigfoot, what are you doing here in the city? I hung out with Bigfoot over the summer. He loves coke. Listening <laughs> <laughs> to the radio. <laughs> good. Oh my God, that movie is so good. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, see here. Um, it was just me. I was drinking Coke <laughs> all by myself. Anything else, Sam? Um, uh, one of my uh, my anchor is my older sister Jennifer, who's off at college most of the time, but she visits on the weekends. Um, is she I'm, the one that runs the radio show, or is that somebody else's anchor? That's, that's my sister. Oh, okay, that's sister. Not, <laughs> else. Um, <laughs> remembers too many new characters. <laughs> Um, I'm a noodly little guy who usually wears just a little little stocking cap everywhere I go with a huge jacket. Um, and my favorite song is Can't Fight This Feeling by REO Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tie-in to the Grand Designs <laughs> campaign as well. We <laughs> have a character in that other one called, named Aria, Aria Speedwagon. Speedwagon. Fantastic. Um, other than that, that's all I think I have. All right. Sounds good. And last but not least... Hello, my name is Braylee, and I will be playing Skylar Moore, also known as Sky, to her close friends. Um, my t- character type is she's a rocker. She is 14 years old, and her main drive is to be like her older brother and he- also be like more adventurous like him. Um, and her anchor is her older brother because it's just her and him living above the record shop. Their problem is because they live above the record shop and it's just her her and her brother, they don't have enough money for pretty much anything, uh, but they get by. She also wants to be in a band like her older brother, so her and likes to play instruments and stuff, so her knack is to be able to pick up any instrument, pretty much. I don't know how the helpful that'll be when we go on our adventures, but maybe I'll be able to use it somehow. <laughs> maybe you'll need to use a... Soothing flute to calm Bigfoot. <laughs> to calm Bigfoot down? There's a tonal lock. I need you to play these notes specifically. Oh, yeah, go. there you go. Um, and her iconic item is her older brother's leather jacket that she got from him because she like gets a lot of hand-me-downs and stuff. And her favorite song is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Rock and roll. Mm. All right, so now we met 
Mm, six of you. Let's six right here. Uh, does anybody have any questions? Want anything clarified, or have just have anything else they want to talk about? Let people at home know. Or are you all just fucking done for the night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll sit here and just talk. You said anything I want to talk about, I'll just talk. See, whenever you say, "Hey, does anybody have questions?" I've forgotten every question. Literally. <laughs> It's a blank slate in here once you ask that. It's like the Magna Doodle. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, did we ever nail down what our hideout is? Yes, actually, I was actually going to ask you about that and totally forgot. So your hideout is uh, a place not too far from where Pippi lives, uh, south of there, kind of on the edge of the hills, closer to Leadville. Was it that abandoned cabin? It is an old abandoned cabin where there used to be a mad prepper who lived there. The bunker. And he left and never bothered to sell the property. So the property's still there, and y'all discovered underneath it this old fallout shelter, because the guy was super paranoid about the commies dropping the nukes. So you found this old fallout shelter, complete with like probably a good two, three years' worth of canned food. <laughs> so if you guys like spam and, you know... Other wonderful canned meats. Uh, but yeah, that's where you go. That's where you hide out. That's where you discuss things and make your plans and um, prepare yourselves to be hooligans. And does anybody want to add anything to the flavor or decor of the hideout? There is a board, a bulletin board in there mm. with a bunch of pictures, a lot of notes, and a lot plan. of red yarn. Carol! What? Yeah. So when do we... Like we we pre-establish the hideout. Are we starting the game with these relationships already, or are we going to be meeting each other in the game? Well, hopefully, I'm already brothers with. Uh, <laughs> you would hope, but I me kind of talked about how some of us knew each other. Yes, I think yes. some of us know each other from Homac. So yeah. we're gonna have those pre-established relationships in this hideout already. Session one. That uh, is kind of gonna be mostly up to you like how long have you known each other what kind of relationships you have uh, have you invited so and so back to the hideout and let them know are they a part of the goonies yet you know what i mean now oh <laughs> jesus what the hell is that going? i lifted my chair it's like a metal fart pretty like a robot <laughs> farting um <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody goes to the same school except for James, Me, Sammy's Jim. character? Yes. Jamie. Who goes Jamie. to the Special Loop Institute yes. for ultra smart kids. Yes. Where he is probably having a rough time. I'm having a very good time. I'm definitely supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> as my little brother has pointed out, he does most of my homework. Mm -hmm. So, uh, So yeah. Your parents... Yes, are very strict. Are, yes, they're, well, and they are ambitious for you. Yes, they want me to do excessively well and things that I do not want to do. <laughs> do not want to be what my sister is for them. I'd be like next in line, like the middle child. Um, and then my youngest, who's very super into everything <laughs> that, our, <laughs> that our parents do. Um, I very much just want to be doing my own thing, I guess. This is the best way to explain it. Be a private investigator. Yes, private investigator. Are what kind you, of job is that? Are you not old enough to go to the other school, or you just not want to? All, He's sorry, all of y'all are old enough to go to the other school. Oh, okay. As I was discussing before, the high school yeah. 
for whatever reason, is 7 through 12. Mm. And y'all are in 7th grade or above. But you're not in the tech school? I wanted to interact with my peers. Yeah. Makes sense. I did too, but I'm the older one, so well, <laughs> I got put into the expectations. Mm-hmm. They're very high. Maybe um, Plus maybe baby you. gets away with everything. Baby gets away with yeah. everything. I'm a little baby. Yeah. You deliberately failed one important class knowing that it would have kept you out. Yeah, I got a, exactly a 0% on a true-false quiz. <laughs> I, I did their homework like, for a semester. That's amazing. <laughs> No, no, Stevie's character failed P.E. <laughs> they don't right. have P.E. at tech schools. <laughs> I wouldn't care. No, but they do have mandatory P.E. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. All the way up to 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is there a corporal punishment? <laughs> Why did you no. smile like that when you said <laughs> that? Do I get to spunkings? <laughs> if I multi-boy? I'm saying William's not into it. <laughs> Uh, no corporal punishment. <laughs> that went out in like the 50s and 60s. But yeah, mandatory PE. Unless you manage to dodge it. Like the draft. By getting into theater <laughs> class. Nope, theater class was one of the ways to dodge it. Theater and music were the ways to dodge yep, it. At I least at my band, school. So I didn't have to do PE or what anything. About, <laughs> what, what, what about BattleBots class? Is that a PE credit? Uh, BattleBots is an extracurricular activity, Pippi. Uh, you can't Take I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm like athletic as shit. You can take basic robotics <laughs> in class, but the BattleBots is an extracurricular activity. Are there like extracurriculars at the school, just like normal ones, just like basic ones that all schools have? Is there anything like extra? Yeah. yeah. You're going to find all the normal stuff that you're going to find at any other school, but you're also going to have those little additions because you're next to the loop and because a lot of the parents work at the loop, they have their kids going to school. So there are things like, you know, things that tie into the changes in the world, such as battle bots. So people will build battle bots after school to beat each other up. Uh, there's like Gravitron experiments for people trying to do, you know, make shit float and stuff like that. And a lot more emphasis on experimental, but not too experimental that, you know, a high schooler is going to light the entire town on fire kind of stuff. So you'll find everything you normally would plus a increased emphasis on tech and science in addition to all that. So it's not as not as much of a problem being a nerd in this town because everybody kind of does something, but it's also at the same time the biggest, best, most popular kids are usually have a little bit of tech savvy, but are usually, you know, better at just either being just charming or are into some sort of sport as well to be like, hey, I, I know everything. I'm all all rounder, you know what I mean? As is someone who's just concentrates on tech and then it's like a nerd because they can't even, you know, they can't even throw a football, bro. Mm-hmm. I have a question. This is a high school in 1984. Do we have a smoking section? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to say yes, but being <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I believe do we have a smoking is cool club I believe the legal age for smoking was still 18 uh, I don't know it might have been 16 at some point I don't remember when they changed all the I'm just shot. saying I framed my mom's <laughs> high school smoking permit what my mom had a smoking permit to go to the smoking section of the high school and I framed it 
This is a thing. I thought okay. this was a universal thing. Oh, no. Texas works in a... Was it in Texas? Yeah. It oh, it works Texas. in a completely different... Um, yeah. There are places still in Texas that are, you know, are you smoking or not? Mm-hmm. Strange. In Soviet Russia. Because here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I smoke you. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, there's no such thing as non-smoking. <laughs> Are you not smoking? Go sit next to smoker. <laughs> what are you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know how to you light cigarette filter, yet? Are you baby? <laughs> Let me bite that filter off. <laughs> Go get your government ration cigarette and vodka. The only good thing from America is Lucky Strike. <laughs> is BattleBots like a school-sponsored like sport then? Like a like school versus school will compete in like BattleBots? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, there are robots. Robots exist across the world. Not in any great, you know, it's not like people have fucking robot maids and shit like that. But depending on the city, depending on how much they want to invest in it, you could have uh, robots helping with security in some aspect. Some places have uh, like robotic trash cans that wander around and like pick up garbage. Um, Wait, is BattleBots like actually like robots or is it like what we know as BattleBots? Is it like the little tiny robots or is it like actual like robots fighting? Uh, I imagined it as like gonna be contraption. Like, you know how battle bots they don't look humanoid; yeah. they just look like chaotic. I more That's like that. kind of what I want it to be. Is it like that, or is it like actual like chappy fights? I I want them to be chaos, mm. random idealizations of high schoolers gone wild with power. Like chappy fights would be cool. I imagine there are probably divisions in Ooh. high school. You would it would be like, can you make something? Like one person has to build it, the other person, one person has to pilot it. You know, you work in teams or whatever, oh, or you have a whole gross. whole team of people who are building it, and then one person that has to pilot it mm-hmm. and fight it out. But probably as the divisions go up, it's like, okay, the new requirement is this needs to be a biped bipedal robot. You know, this has to be a quadrupedal robot. You know, this this robot has to you know yeah wheels only. There's like classes. Yeah, it'd probably be, that's mm-hmm. a med- that's how I imagine it would probably okay. be. I'm going to go home and draw some battle bots. Thank you. Is there a show choir? <laughs> <laughs> a what? A show choir? What does that mean? I don't it's think there like, was a show choir back then. Though. It's, like a, a thing. it's like a choir, but they like... No, but they like, do, per- they they do performance. It's a choir, but fancy. Yeah. It's basically they do Glee before Glee was a thing. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. I don't fucking know. Look at... <laughs> yeah, they, look. Do, they, they do actual big performances my yeah. best friend was in show choir they don't like do a play it's no it's yeah it's just dance. music it's how about you look it up and see if that was a thing in 1984 in high school <laughs> probably oh. i'm not doing the research for every little Why? thing mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that you guys want to throw in here chaotically can can you also for me throw in a doo-wop oh, something yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah. doo-wop <laughs> Quartet because they needed a high singer. Hello, my baby. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Any other questions? I feel like I had a question and then I forgot it. Was it about the hideout? No. I had something that I was good. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Is the TV show of this good? Like the series of it on Amazon? I actually it? haven't mm-hmm. seen it. I watched a few episodes. They're, to watch they're very fun. I like them. We are preferring to play the RPG before contaminating our worldview with the idealizations of the dramatization. Mm. It looks interesting. It's very fun. It's yeah, I'll probably a, watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. I watched a couple episodes. They're like, I don't know, they're just kind of 
a little bit slower, I guess. You're, it's more of a drama kind of watching them, I guess. But it's still like it's weird so weird, and, and things are going on, and like like time loops back weird. Like it's like a <gasps> and it's kind of episodic. Like it kind of changes through each episode. It's very cool. I mean, it's gorgeous too. It's like uh, wherever they filmed is fantastic, and they did really good pulling off like the look of the loop too. Um, I liked it. I'll have to check it out. Is a little... this game like episodic? Yeah. Like every game like its own self-contained episode or there are like arcs? We are going to try to do that. I have a real hard time writing a two, two and a half hour game as you guys have <laughs> experienced. <laughs> um, probably we're just going to really get to put in some effort into like kind of having people sign up for what days they're going to be able to show up and then maybe doing the most I ever would ever want to do would be like a two episode arc. And then, depending on how they're built, if I built them cleverly enough, anybody could exit or enter at any time. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you discovered at the end where Bigfoot is. All right, everybody got to run home and grab their stuff. And then at that point, we end the game, and then it would be like, oh, so-and-so never showed up. But you did run into so-and-so. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So there's ways around that. Because we have to have I'm sorry, exit. I cannot come today. I have the butt throw <laughs> 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 Oh my god. See, now that should go on. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> Gregorius, the butt throws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most important thing is we really can't have more than five people. Even if we got more mics, it's just, it'd be chaos. It, with the six here, even though it's, it's like bleeding into chaos. Yeah. I don't think I can run a game that with six people or more that would have any way of actually focusing on any other characters, it would be so subject driven that it, there would be no, you know, there'd be no room for people to develop their characters and shit like that. But we'll figure it out. So, anybody have any last minute questions before we wrap up and say our goodbyes? No? No. no. Jason, will you be learning Chinese uh, to play my grandmother? No. <laughs> I can make your grandmother extremely hard of hearing, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, here's been session one. Uh, nice and short after the edit. And, uh, yeah, we'll be trying to get that session or the first episode. Did I say session one or session you zero? You said session, session one session on X zero. zero. This is session zero. Remind me to edit that later. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be doing episode one as soon as possible. Uh, so, thanks for listening. Uh, I've been Jason. I've been the Game Master. I've been Mel. I'm still here. I've been Jordy. I've been Sam. This has been Stevie. Uh, Stevie. I've been Sammy. And I've been Braley. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Banter, 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 banter. Hello, hello. Daddy standing. It makes me nervous. Just about having the power the, the mic in the right spot to where I can look down.
and not bump my face in. <laughs> See, it helps us get in character. So, like, because like we're chairs? so low to the ground. Okay. Okay. We are, we are children. <laughs> we'll see that later. We are children. We are children. And, and so, you are yeah. an adult figure. So <laughs> you're we're just like, trying to get into character. It's like the Charlie Brown noise that he makes into the mic, and then we yeah, respond it's be. normally. Uh, yeah, you like just copy over your voice the whole time. We just respond normally. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to do. <laughs> we have fun here. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie, how do you really feel about pink Starburst? <laughs> I mean, I enjoy them. I, I do. I, I genuinely like pink Starburst. It's one of the top-tiered Starburst now, flavors. listeners, if only you could see Stevie's face at this moment. <laughs> but when every single Starburst you get in two... Three, four, <laughs> two packs? It's just ridiculous. When you want a red and you get a pink every time. Exactly. And that's life. <laughs> you're feeling like some sort of PTSD coming <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like open another Starburst yeah. again. Don't go to like a wine place and be like, oh, I want a, I want a red, right? Like, But all they have is rosé. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be weird. It'd be weird. You think you you traveled through a different dimension where they never invented red wine? You, you, I feel like I've 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 come across this universe. I, I like dimension hopped last night, and the red starburst was never invented. That's how GMs ascend to godhood, right? Like you kill all your players, and then you just get assumed into heaven. This is is ascended. Mike to the mouth. <laughs> he needs like a Britney Spears like stage performance. Mm-hmm. Like, give him a headset. It's like he maybe like little zip perfect. ties where you tie one into the base mm-hmm. and then the other one goes around the neck of the person oh, the, so yeah. they can only the get far yeah. away from it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying like zip ties. Oh, they make BDSM <laughs> equipment that'll take care of this problem. There you go. Everybody gets fucking collared to the to the table. <laughs> to the table. <laughs> you have a six inch range. <laughs> 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 Stay on the mic. <laughs> Jordan, go grab our collars. Not dead yet. <laughs>